Hey, it's Josh Salmon, the voice of Hastings Sodbuster Baseball. Welcome to the Sodcast, the official podcast of the Hastings Sodbusters. I'm joined by co-owner Brian Frew. Brian, uh, first of all, let's talk about the all-star selections for the 2021 team. Cole Dawson, Leif Hultine, uh Trevor Matson, and Justin McGuigan. Probably no big surprise with those four. You know, I, I think the only thing that surprised me is maybe I thought we might have more pitchers in there uh, other than just Leif. Obviously, Leif's had a great season, and, and I would say... Um, if I had to pick an ace, Leif would be the guy because he, he goes out and gives us five or six innings. We're in every single ball game that he pitches in. So well-deserved, and obviously those three hitters are, are our best offensive players um, in the first half of the year. So I, you're right, no surprises there. I think maybe a couple more pitchers might have been selected. Uh, but, you know, Leif is well-deserving if he's going to be the one that goes. Uh, the All-Star Game will be held in Casper, Wyoming on July 19th, so that's kind of a cool thing. Let's look at the second half of the season. We kind of said last time that you know, second half of the season is kind of like starting over, and so you want to start a clean slate. Well, it hasn't been a good second half of the season. A uh, four-game losing streak for the Sodbusters, one in uh, nine in the last ten, not the start we were hoping for in the second season. No, and, and it's, it's kind of frustrating because every single one of those losses, I felt we, like we were in the game. You know, a couple of them were walk-off homers. Um, but even, even last night's thumping we took, it was a ball game up until, you know, sixth or seventh inning when they, you know, put a big crooked number on us. And then the next inning, they put another crooked number on us. So we're in every game. It's just a matter of, you know, coming out on top and, and having our bullpen beat their bullpen and, you know, being able to scratch runs when we need them. Talk about that. The Sawbusters' current ERA is 669. High, but not the highest in the league. There's two or three other teams that have a much higher ERA. And so that kind of says how the league is doing this year in pitching. Yeah, you know, I think that's pretty standard in a summer league. A lot of times these these hitters are are very used to hitting with wood bats, so they don't really have to worry about the transition from metal to wood as much as, you know, maybe 15 or 20 years ago when nobody really used wood bats until you got to summer league. So uh, the hitters are, are great, and I think, uh, you know, uh, pitching is just hard to come by, and, and so the hitters maybe have a, a leg up in the talent department over the pitchers league-wide, but, um, you know, 669 is not a great ERA, obviously. Uh, we'd like to keep, if we could keep that below five, I think we'd be very happy, and I think we'd win a lot of ball games. I would, I would venture to guess a lot of that ERA spike has to do with our bullpen rather than our starters. I really feel good about how our um, top five or six starters have done. Uh, they've pitched the ball well, and they've kept up in games. It's Honestly, I think if you take out the sixth inning of every game, our ERA is probably around four. Um, we just, we've really struggled um, in this, you know, to start the second half of the game, and, and that's just it's one of those deals, and hopefully through a long 64-game season that will all work out, and, and we'll see the ERA drop a little bit over the next few weeks. It really hasn't been one guy that can come in and close the door, close the door like last year. Um, is there one player this season that has stood out to you uh, surprisingly good? Maybe somebody you thought, okay, this guy's going to be all right, but maybe he's really good. You know, um, just looking at the All-Stars, Leif is exactly who I thought he was going to be. Um, Trevor Matson is just a, a dangerous bat in the lineup. I mean, when that guy squares one up, nobody hits the ball as hard as that guy does. And so I knew what we were getting when we got him, and he is not disappointed at all. Um, but, you know, the biggest surprise, I, I'd say, is probably Cole Dawson and Justin McGuigan. You know, McGuigan, when we got him, we thought of him as a defense-first type catcher. Uh, and he is. He absolutely is one of the best defensive catchers I've ever seen. The the balls he can get to when he when pitchers throw one in the dirt. And I've talked to some of the pitchers, and they love throwing to him because 
they feel comfortable that anything they throw with runners on base, runners on third, whatever, he's going to stop it. And, uh, you know, he's not going to give up any strikes and he's going to control the running game. So it just, it gives a pitcher peace of mind knowing that a guy like that's behind the plate. But, you know, the big surprise is how, how effective he's been with the bat. And, uh, you know, I would say the all-star selection is probably some to do with his defensive prowess, but also he's swinging the bat really well. He's, he's a, he's a really integral part of our lineup. Um, he, he handles about well, he's not popping homers left and right, but, um, he hits the ball the other way really well. He squares up a lot of ball, has competitive at bats every time up. So he's been a really, really nice surprise. Cole Dawson is, um, you know, we, when we got him, we got a coach's kid, right? And so I kind of had this idea in my mind that he was going to be a gamer. He's going to be scrappy. Like most coaches, kids are, they just understand the game really well. Um, but he's at, he's on a different level as far as understanding the game. He is he's a very savvy base runner. He's every at bat is just an absolute grind. And I'm sure pitchers, knowing that he's probably not going to hit one out of the park, they just dread when he comes to the plate because they know they're going to have to work really really hard to try to get an out. So um, probably an overused term in baseball is is tough out. But Cole Dawson exemplifies the tough out as good as anybody I, I've seen um, with the bat in his hands and defensively. He's incredible. I mean, uh, he's a natural shortstop, and he was an All-American, yeah, gold glove, gold mm-hmm. glove shortstop yeah. in uh, his JUCO league, which is unbelievable considering the amount of JUCOs in the country. Well-deserved, and, and the guy knows how to field ground balls and throw it across. He never makes throwing errors, which is uh, huge for a middle infielder, and um, we put him at second base a lot, and we kind of moved him around the infield a lot, and he has excelled everywhere. He's got one of the quickest turns at second base I've ever seen, so... He's been a he's been a very nice surprise. Not that I thought he wasn't gonna do well, but he's just kind of exceeded expectations. Well, both McGuigan and Dawson, I think they just have the baseball mind. I mean, they they're they're looking ahead in the play. What could happen? There's a runner on first. I've seen McGuigan throw behind the batter several times to first. A couple times he's picked the guy off at first, um, but other times he's letting them know, hey, I'm paying attention to you. It's a quick throw. I think the league's kind of getting scared of stealing off them. Honestly, I mean, I've seen teams that run a lot of bases and they barely ever run on when McGuigan's back there. Dawson, same thing with the hands. You know, first couple games we had him playing third base. Never played third base in his life. Made two great plays over there. We didn't even know that until after the game that that he hadn't played third base. Um, he's been playing second. And good when he just drops down a bunt, sometimes he'll come out, you need base runners. He just looks at the situation, drops the bunt. Coach didn't tell him to. Ask Coach. Coach says, that's awesome. He, I don't need to tell him because he's got the baseball sense. Yeah, you know, a lot of guys, um, I mean, I kind of view the game of baseball as a, it's a very um, individual sport as a part of a team. Like every time, like when a pitcher has the ball, he's, nobody can help him. He's the one that's got to throw a strike. Once he releases the ball, he's lost control of it. So you don't really have to depend on anybody else or you don't really have to help anybody else for them to have success in baseball, even though it is a team sport. But, you know, some guys take that mindset and they're like, I'm going to do my job and um, if I do my job well, it's going to be good for the team, which is true. Uh, Cole Dawson and Justin McGuigan are constantly, in my opinion, just from watching them play, they're constantly thinking about team first type things like if Cole Dawson feels that a bunt is right for the team he's going to drop one down if he feels like he needs to hit the ball the other way and move in a runner he's going to do that so um and and you know as a catcher you do a lot of things that don't show up in the in the stat line right um how many wild pitches has Justin saved for pitchers I have no idea I would say 
a dozen at least, oh, yeah. probably more. He gets absolutely no credit in the stat line for that. And that's just that's a team guy. And, and Cole Dawson and Justin McGuigan are absolutely team first guys. And they're a pleasure to be around because, you know, they're the by what they do they help they lift up everybody and and you want more guys like that on your team definitely um get to see casper horseheads for the first time this year coming up a big seven game home stretch it'd be nice for the guys to be at home they seem to be more comfortable at home obviously playing better baseball at home uh, more wins at home but um just you know to see somebody like casper horseheads you see the sunfish again which are in our division but kind of nice to see a couple new teams in there yeah and i think we also play pure again Mm -hmm. um so another New, so we get away from Western and, and uh, Fremont that we've played so many times so far this year. And it'll be nice for the guys to get some fresh blood and and uh, maybe string a couple wins in a row and get some confidence, especially at home, because you're right, we play much better at home. Um, I wouldn't say we play bad on the road. We just we really just haven't got breaks on the, on the road. And, and they've always, you know, whatever battle that we're in on the road, it seems that we always come out on bottom. But... At home, I feel like we've won a, clo- a couple close games, and and it'd be really nice to get that that turning point victory, or maybe a, a three or four game win streak, and and really get some confidence going that I think we're missing right now. Last thing we'll talk about fans. I mean, you got dedicated fans, win or lose. You got fans who have season tickets there every single game, every single inning, every single pitch. I mean, we could be up by you know seven or down by seven. Those guys aren't leaving. You know, you got the drum guys, you got your season ticket holders. Just just the faithful. They're not leaving. Yeah, I love the fans, and I don't think that. I think that the fans come out to be entertained, um, to have an opportunity to watch really really talented baseball players. And to watch a good, clean baseball game. And I think we provide that every night, win or lose. Uh, there's a ton of talent in the league overall. So um, even if we're not you know, coming out on top, they still get to watch you know, some good pitching performances and some good defensive plays. You know, Every night you go out, you're going to see some pitchers that are throwing close to 90, if not over 90. Every time you come out, you're going to watch some outfielder make a diving catch or some first baseman make a tremendous scoop on, on the backside of a nice double play or something like that. And, and uh, our fans are, are very supportive, which is great, and they're going to come out regardless. They're going to love our boys regardless of uh, how well they're performing in the win-loss column. And, and, you know, that's what I love about it. And I know the, the players really appreciate it. They, you know, they, they love getting mobbed by the kids after the game. Win or lose, I mean, the kids don't care. They just they see these guys as royalty a little bit. So, uh, you know, they're having a good time. And, you know, none of this would be possible without the support of the fans and especially the the faithful ones that are coming out, you know, 25, 30 times a year. Right. I know. I was talking to a lot of players when they first joined the team, and they said the atmosphere is more people than they've ever played in front of. So that right there is, is awesome to them. I mean, that makes, like, your 10th player on the field a lot of times. If you're in a momentum, you know, you're in a win, and that crowd's allowed, boy, you really got some juice and some stamina fired up. Yeah, and it's fun. I mean, uh, you know, you get things that you don't necessarily get at high school and college games where the fans can interact with uh, the players and the coaches and the umpires a little bit. Sometimes not always positive, but, you know, it's it's more of a minor league type feel where, you know, fans, they paid good money to get into the game and, you know, they're going to have a good time. And as long as it's not inappropriate, it's it's just good, clean fun. And, you know, we have we have a couple fans that get pretty hard on the opposing players and pretty hard on the umpires. But generally speaking, it's all in good fun and and it just kind of adds to the atmosphere. For Brian Fru, this is Josh Salmon. We'll see you at the ballpark. This has been the Hastings Sodbusters 
Sodcast, the official podcast of the Hastings Sodbusters. Copyright 2021.